The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. the show here on Hoop Ball Network that has taken flight. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, June 29th, right after the Hawks upset the Milwaukee Bucks here at home, 110-88 to behind a great defensive and team performance without Trey Young available to play tonight. The Hawks now tie up the series 2-2, going back to Milwaukee Thursday night. Wow. (laughs) Everyone we needed to step up in order to win tonight's game did it. And I'm ecstatic as I am on that gunner flow as I open up the program with all good vibes as we're going to get ready to dive into all of what happened in game four after this plug from my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. And I admit, when I was at work and I saw that Trey Young wasn't playing tonight, I reacted. My reaction was, let's see what happens. And the effort this team tonight put forth was just phenomenal. And everybody, as I said on the team, stepped up when needed, and it was truly a team performance for the full 48 minutes. Wire to wire, the Hawks were the aggressors, and the Hawks needed that tonight in order to get back into the series. The key tonight 
And the reason they won tonight, amongst many reasons, defense. The Hawks were extremely active on the defensive end of the floor the entire night. Clearly, they, that was the attention to detail. That's what their focus was on. Hey, we need stops. We need to play great defense. And they went out and they executed it to a T. The Hawks held the Milwaukee Bucks to 39% shooting from the field tonight and 20.5% from three-point range. We will take that. The Hawks even out-rebounded the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. It was by one rebound, but they won the rebound margin against these trees in the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a huge win. They had 11 steals. They forced 15 Milwaukee Bucks turnovers and ended tonight with a 98.8 defensive rating, which is elite. That is an elite defensive rating right there. So that is a tribute to Nate McMillan getting this team ready to play. Them obviously coming together, figuring out the things that they needed to key in on in order to win the game. And obviously next man up with Trey Young out, there was going to be some people who needed to step up. And they did that, and they did that on both ends of the court. So just hats off to this entire team, going out, playing hard, being aggressive on both ends of the floor. And the Hawks came out in this game tonight as the aggressors, which typically ends up benefiting them. Nobody, and I said nobody on the Milwaukee Bucks scored more than 20 points tonight. The closest was Drew Holiday, who I'm fond of, you know, Pelicans allegiance. But my boy, Drew Holiday, ended with 19. Giannis, before going out with that hyperextended left knee, which obviously we wish him the best. You don't want to see star players go out. He had 14 points before he went out. And this is something that both teams are going to continue to monitor throughout this series. As obviously you wish Giannis the best, just as obviously we want to see Trey Young back on the floor. As, as I said, the Hawks did not have him available tonight. And then we had Clint Capella go out with an eye injury as he took an elbow to the eye late in the fourth quarter that took him out of the game. So injuries continue to play a factor in these NBA playoffs this year. And the Hawks have not been immune to that. And the Bucks have been pretty much immune to it outside of DiVincenzo. So this is a huge blow for the Milwaukee Bucks if Giannis can't go. But... Regardless of the injuries that happened tonight or were coming into this game, it does not take away from the great team performance that the Atlanta Hawks put on tonight at home. And just to hold a team to 39% shooting is just tremendous. 98.8 defensive rating again. That is just, just phenomenal. Phenomenal. I can't say enough great things about the Hawks' defense, which a lot of people... Didn't even think they were going to mention probably in this series or with the Hawks in general because we know there's a bunch of offensive players, a lot of people who can knock down jump shots. So to get the contributions that they did on the defensive end of the night was just huge. And you had Chris Middleton who had 38 points the game before, cool off and regress to his mean, scoring 16 points. And instead of hitting six threes, he was 0 for 6 from the three-point line tonight. Lopez only had seven points. They had no real contributions off the bench um, for Milwaukee outside of Portis with six and some points from, um, sorry, seven from Portis and six from Forbes. 
And as I said, Giannis had only six points at halftime. Had eight quick points in the third quarter. He definitely was starting to get it going before he went out with the injury. So the Hawks just really took care of business on the defensive end of the floor, forcing turnovers, contesting shots, being physical, and just being scrappy as the Hawks have been all year. They know We know that they're going to fight. You know they're going to scrap. They're going to claw. So games like game two when they just get punched in the mouth, it's just so disappointing to watch because you know they fight to the end. And then, obviously, the collapse in the fourth quarter from in Game 3 was disappointing because you know they play a full 48 minutes, especially since they've been there to Nate McMillan. So it was great to see that performance tonight. And offensively, the Hawks had many people step up. And I said, team performance. That's a theme, team, team, team. There's no I in team because everybody was eating tonight. The ball was moving as the team had 26 team assists, which I was thrilled about because when Hawks typically have about mid-20s as far as total assists as a team, good things tend to happen. They shot 50.6% from the field and finished the game tonight. Unlike game three when they collapsed in the fourth quarter, they finished strong in the fourth quarter. The team shot 34% from the three-point line, not great, but better than what Milwaukee did. They shot almost 85% from the free throw line. One points in the paint, which was a surprise as well. I mean, you win the rebounding margin, you win points in the paint against this Milwaukee Bucks more times than not, you're going to win and you're going to beat them. And the Hawks also led in fast break points tonight. So they truly flipped the script on the Milwaukee Bucks with different faces contributing and players who needed to step up Finally rising to the occasion, and I ran a poll earlier today on Twitter, which got a lot of feedback. So I thank all of you who participated in the poll. There's probably going to be another poll out tomorrow morning that I'm going to ask, and I will talk about that a little bit later in the program. But I asked, with Trey Young hobbled, who needed to step up tonight, game four, out of Bogdan Bogdanovich, John Collins, and Kevin Herter? And with an astounding 52% of the votes, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the fans called you out. They wanted you to rise to the occasion. 30% was John Collins and 18% was Kevin Herter. And out of those three I mentioned, two of those three players stepped up tonight in a big way. But the hero offensively tonight, starting in his first career playoff game with the great career that he's had. Lou Will, the Gwinnett County native, was absolutely phenomenal as Lou finished with 21 points on 7 of 9 shooting from the floor, went 2 of 3 from the three-point line, had 5 rebounds and 8 assists, and that kid from the north showed out, leading the team in scoring in place of Trey Young tonight's taking his starting spot because obviously Trey Young was unavailable to play. And he was masterful picking his spots, getting his shots, setting up others while being efficient. He was, outside of the team defense the Hawks played tonight, the key to tonight's win. And this was easily the best playoff performance that he's had this postseason with the Atlanta Hawks. And we have all been waiting for a game like this in this series from Lou Will, and it could have not come at a better time. So 
extremely happy for Lou Will. He's going to continue. He's going to need to continue to play. Obviously, not these numbers every night. If we got these numbers from him every night, we're probably going to win every game. But we just need him to contribute off the bench, whether he starts, depending on, obviously, Trey Young's health. We just need Lou Will to be aggressive, set up others, pick his spots, control the pace when he's in, and get his shots. I mean, off the bench, if you can get 11-13 from Lou Will and then Gallo gets you 10-12, to 12, that's a that's good bench contribution right there. And that's not even mentioning Kevin, I mean, Cam Reddish, who just came back. And we're going to talk about Cam Reddish here in a few. And Okongu and the others off the bench. So it was just great to see from Lou Will. He, you deserve your flowers. I know the trade swapping here from him for Rondo is looking better and better with these performances that he's had in the playoffs. Although not consistent, but they come in huge moments, and tonight it was a huge moment. Another player who needed to step up, Bogey. As I mentioned before, he finally broke out of his slump, although not super efficient, 7-19 from the field. He finished with 20 points, which is the mark that I said he needed to hit. I said if Bogey can hit 20 points, good things tend to happen for the Atlanta Hawks. And surprise, surprise, they won tonight's game as he hit 20 points, and as I said, another stat, when he hits three three-pointers in a game, good things tend to happen for the Hawks. He had six of them things tonight. So shooting the ball much better from the three-point line, and if you look at it, 7-19, he still wasn't great from the floor, and six of his seven mates were from behind the three-point arc, so still got to get better inside the three-point line getting to the basket, mid-range game, floater. But we'll take 20 points from Bogey, especially when Trey Young is unavailable to go along with the 21 points from Lou Will. And I just have to say welcome back. Welcome back, Bogey. We needed you in a big way tonight. We know you're streaky, so and we would love to see some more consistency, but this is the Bogey that we've been wanting to see, and we hadn't seen a performance from Bogey like this since probably the New York Knicks series, to my knowledge. So it's just great to see Bogey and Lou getting it going in the same night. It's just, just remarkable, just remarkable. And then Kevin Herter, who we mentioned needed to step up, he surpassed that 13-point threshold that I wanted him to hit, scoring 15 points, added seven assists and six rebounds. So a really good game from Kevin Herter. And if you look at the assist total, I said 26 team assists tonight from the Atlanta Hawks. 20 of the 26 came from Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Lou Will. Just think about that. 20 of the 26 team assists came from them. They were moving the ball just great offensively as a team. And these three players were leading that charge, and it led to open shots for others. So it was just great to see that ball movement, that connectivity on the offensive end and on the defensive end tonight. Those were key in the Hawks' win this evening. John Collins did not meet his mark that I set forth for him. As I said, I would love for him to get 17, 18 points, get his 12 to 13 shots. He had 4.7 rebounds, but had the highest plus minus on the team tonight. So he was definitely a positive impact on the team when he played tonight in this game. 
Would have loved more from him offensively, but we'll take it. Hawks win, and I'm sure he's going to show up next game. 15 points and seven rebounds from Clint Capella before he went out with his injury. He was being fed all night in the post. A lot of alley-oops, a lot of rim running from him, and this was definitely easily, no question, the best game of the series from him offensively. So it was great to see that from Clint Capella. Hopefully the eye injury is not severe and we can have him available for Thursday night. Onyeka Okongu had seven points off the bench. And before I move past this, I always talk about if John Collins, Capella, and Okongu together can keep the number of fouls under nine, eight to nine, that bodes well for the Hawks because that means they're going to be more readily available to play because they're not in foul trouble. Between those three that I mentioned, eight fouls tonight. So, as I said, that's definitely a key stat that I'm going to continue to monitor throughout this series. But they were needed. They were on the floor. They were available. And even though not a huge offensive outburst from John Collins, Capella did his thing. Okongu did his thing. And John Collins obviously was a positive impact on the court. And another bright spot tonight, a lot of bright spots. Much better podcast from the one before. Last one was negative. Trying to be positive, but you know, you know how it is. You know how you know how the life goes. But Cam Reddish, welcome back. Twelve points off the bench. He looked great in twenty three minutes. He was five and nine from the floor, two or three from the three point line. Added five rebounds. Had four fouls, but he's going to clean that up with the more reps, better conditioning, watching film of this team, saying okay getting in a rhythm, figuring out what the other team's going to do. But it was just great to see the young fella out there looking confident, looking healthy, and contributing in his first official playoff win of his career when he plays in the game. So hats off to Cam Reddish. You're a huge spark off the bench. And you're definitely, definitely, I mean, this is probably not a stretch, going to find yourself on the court more this series, especially what you can do on a defensive end. And if you continue to be confident on the offensive end and contribute off the bench, I would love to see him interwork with the starters or with an all bench lineup, continue to put in Cam Reddish in spots where he's going to get the ball, where he's going to be comfortable. He's going to be effective. And I said, Hey, I know I had someone talk to me offline saying, yo, Cam Reddish needs to start tonight. I didn't think he needed to start. I say, if you're starting, you need to be playing north of 30 minutes if you're going to start. But if you're going to be effective, you're going to be on the court. If Cam Reddish can play, I said, between 22 and 26 minutes, that's really good. And the fact that he played in 23 minutes tonight is a great sign for things to come. So I'm really interested to see what his role is going to be Thursday night in Milwaukee for game five. Gallinari added 10 points off the bench, and I just continue to be a broken record. Great team performance tonight. Thought Nate McMillan did a great job managing the game. I thought the crowd was electric here in Atlanta. Shout out to everybody who went to the game. My friend, Alan Strokey, who's a great friend of the program, he was in attendance, and I know he was hype after that win. And we're not going to talk about somebody in this section broke some glass. We're not going to talk about it. State Farm Arena. Do not call me. I am not snitching. But an electric crowd tonight. It was great to see them get into the game. Really be the sixth man and woman. Obviously, women in attendance. The sixth 
player out there really making an impact on the game. And this was certainly a game that the Hawks could have been slated to lose, given that Trey Young was out and how they lost a very winnable game in game three with that fourth quarter collapse. And to respond like this, this is a confidence-boosting win. And I think the rotations may open up a little bit, especially with Cam Reddish back, Okongwu the way he's been playing. Dunn even got 11 minutes tonight. It gives Nate McMillan some options off the bench to put together some different lineups to spice things up a little bit and keep the Milwaukee Bucks on their toes. Giannis out for next game. We don't know yet. Uh, he gets an MRI tomorrow. Trey Young will be a game-time decision. Capella, we won't know his status with his eye until tomorrow as well. So both teams will have to get more out of their benches and those players who are available for them right now as you know, the path to the NBA Finals is a beaten path, a very beaten path with injuries um, throughout the playoffs. But the healthier team and the team that plays harder and executes better is going to get to the NBA Finals from the Eastern Conference. And now the Hawks are two wins away from that. This would be their first NBA Finals appearance since moving to the city of Atlanta after the success they had as a franchise in St. Louis. Game five is... I mean, duh. Game five is crucial for both teams back in Milwaukee with health questions and a potential change in the momentum in the series right now. And speaking of the series, the key stats that I said the Hawks need to win in order to win that respective game and have success in this series. The hustle game, they won tonight. Team rebounding, they won. The turnover margin, they won tonight. Three-point shooting, they won. Consistent production from John Collins. That's their only L, in my opinion. Giannis having 14. Middleton cooling off with 16. And Holiday with 19. That's a win. Continue to make Lopez ineffective. Seven points, four fouls tonight for Lopez. That's a win. Bobby Portis with eight points, not 15 like in game three. That's a win. And Hawks bench, that was a win with the contributions off the bench. With Trey out, and as all those key stats that I said, those key factors in the Hawks winning that respective game and having success this series, Hawks did everything outside of John Collins' production they need to do to win, and I could not be prouder of this team with their backs against the wall, odds against them to win here at home. Now, you got to see who's available for Thursday night. You got to go to Milwaukee. You got to do it all over again. You know you can win a game up there. And you got to go up there and put another great team effort forth so you can come back. Hopefully, well, hopefully you get Trey Young back. And hopefully you have good news from Capella tomorrow. But as the Hawks have done all year long, it's all about next man up. And that next man up has to be ready to play, has to be ready to contribute. And tonight's win, it was a great win. It was a great win, in my opinion. It was one of the best wins of the season. Obviously, not better than Game 5, Game 7, Philadelphia. Those two take the cake, in my opinion. But this was a very important win. Um, if not, maybe more important than Game 1. You know, the road win up in Milwaukee where Trey Young went bonkers with 48 points, a career high for him. But I'm going to leave that up for debate, and I think I'm going to post that as the question tomorrow if you're listening now, 
Go to my Twitter, which I will plug my Twitter after this to ask the question, answer the question, sorry. Which win was more important in this series, game one or game four right now? But all that matters is that game five, 2-2 two -two series back in Milwaukee, Thursday night, 8.30 Eastern time on TNT. It should be a fun one. I think it's going to be hard-nosed, physical, and I think that the Hawks' confidence is high. Two games removed from that beatdown up in Milwaukee in game two, and I think they can certainly pull this one out and come back to Atlanta Saturday with a chance to play in the NBA Finals on the line and clinch a spot in the NBA Finals on their home court. Didn't that sound great? Doesn't that sound great? I am really excited. You know, I just wanted to be a little sulky with my voice right there. But we got to take it one game at a time. We got Thursday night. All eyes on Thursday night against the Milwaukee Bucks on TNT. Game five. Can't wait. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with fellow Hawks fans, Atlanta sports fans, NBA fans, basketball fans. It doesn't matter. If you want to hear about the Atlanta Hawks or you know someone who wants to hear about the Atlanta Hawks, put them on to my show. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. Follow myself on Twitter. Look out for the poll question that's going to come out tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, personal account, at Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. Lou. Big game. Go Hawks. Game five. We'll see you guys on Thursday.